Thank God, 2020 is finally over. Yes, so great. It's going to be like in the movies. Everything is gonna be better now. Better? You mean like in Johnny Mnemonic? Or The Quiet Place? Or Carnage? Seeking a friend for the end of the world? Oh, oh no! Oh, God! <laughs> Welcome to Passion of the Geeks, the show in which two friends and fellow geeks talk about geek and pop culture and everything else we enjoy. I am Pat. And I'm Greg. And let's get on with it. Hello, Greg. Hello, Pat. Happy New Year. Happy New Year to you too, yeah. And Happy New Year to our audience. I hope everyone had a great uh, New Year's Eve and... Um, a great New Year's Day after New Year's Eve. <laughs> I found it really liberating kind of not to have this stress of going out on New Year's Eve and waking up the other day with a hangover. So <laughs> I have to admit kind of this, yeah, lockdown Christmas or lockdown New Year's Eve was actually, well, I don't want to say enjoyable, but relaxing maybe comfortable comfortable I yeah i think that's probably the word we're looking for yeah <laughs> yeah i mean the all of the holidays this year it was very relaxing and comfortable um i enjoyed it quite a bit yeah but I, i'm looking forward to being able to see people again as well <laughs> oh, me, yeah. Too. Yeah. me too me <laughs> too well then greg let's just dive into this episode shall we yes we shall well let's go to our today uh, found out segment did you find something uh, well obviously over christmas it has a little bit you know of a slow news yeah let's say week or a fortnight but still i stumbled across yeah, a little list of confirmed appearances in marvel's what if animated show of all the animated sh or all the Marvel shows that are supposed to come out on Disney Plus, what if is the one that I'm actually yeah probably excited the most about because of yeah potential appearances, and the list is well quite comprehensive at this point. So most of kind of the important Marvel players from the movies come back. Uh, some of them dead in the movies, some of them obviously not. And just, you know, what if has always been about what if dead characters coming back to do something interesting. And I just really like that they're using the same voice cast or kind of the same actors as in the movies because it just yeah, makes it really a what if version, even though it's just animated. But yeah, it's what if Thanos actually won with... <laughs> the real Thanos voicing Thanos. So <laughs> I'm really looking forward to that. <laughs> and so do I. Uh, the concept sounds fantastic. And we both know that some of the best comics are what if stories. So uh, 
I have really high hopes for that one. Yeah. So cautiously optimistic. <laughs> As usual, aren't we? <laughs> what about well, you? Um, I heard that David Hasselhoff auctions off uh, a lot of his stuff. Uh, and among these things is one of, or the one original kit he has. And uh, the thing is, he auctions off a lot of stuff from Baywatch and, and other series as well. But being the geek I am, I'm, I'm actually just interested in the Knight Rider stuff he's auctioning off. And actually doesn't sound as expensive expensive to get the original kit or one of the original kits it's it's i think at the moment it's about three hundred and seventy five thousand dollars not expensive at all the peanuts <laughs> i mean the auction is still running uh till the end of january and i suspect it uh it will get a little bit higher than that and the thing is um if the bidding is, uh, I think, about 25% higher as the actual worth of the car, then the Hoff will deliver the car personally to the buyer. And that would be great. <laughs> but you can also you can also bid for an, uh, a dinner with David Hasselhoff and um, well, right now I would, I'm not ready to pay $8,500 for that, <laughs> but actually that would be a dinner I would like <laughs> to have. I would really like to have a dinner with David Hasloff, talk with him. Um, yeah, I mean, there are a lot of other stuff, uh, a lot of signed stuff, of course, uh, original scripts and uh, a lot of other things. So it's an interesting auction. And um, David Hasselhoff made sure to mention that it's not because he has money problems, because he doesn't have money problems. It, it all goes to some helping organizations. So uh, it's for a good cause. Still too expensive for me, especially the car and well, <laughs> kind of the dinner as well. I might be able to bid for some swimming trunks. Does he deliver those in person as well if I bid high enough? <laughs> um. I suspect not. <laughs> but, okay, in that case, I might actually bid. <laughs> no, but he wears them before he sends them off. If you if you pay extra. <laughs> okay, this got weird. <laughs> oh yeah, D did I say that out loud? <laughs> let's let's carry on, shall we? <laughs> yeah, I'm not gonna edit that one out. <laughs> Oh, damn it. Well, anyway, let's go to the check it out segment. <laughs> Greg, do you have something? Uh, yes, I had a lot of time on my hand over this very quiet Christmas break to watch a lot of things. And, well, there actually are very, were kind of quite a few things to mention, but I want to focus on one TV thing in, in uh, specifically. Cobra Kai Season 3. I think I've mentioned Cobra Kai before, the continuation of the uh, Karate Kid movies. And the first two seasons on YouTube were good. Season 3 on Netflix is just as good or maybe even better. Okay. 
what they're doing with the characters and kind of how they're continuing the story and how they pick up certain storylines from yeah from the movies and it's just done with so much love that I know the show pushes my nostalgia buttons but they do it so well that I'm okay with it the way they use some guest stars this season it's just yeah I mean obviously it's Netflix money now so maybe uh, that's a reason for it but yeah it was just really enjoyable to see some yeah familiar faces many many years later so if you have the chance to check out Cobra Kai season three definitely do that it's on Netflix uh on the other hand I've yeah finally got around to uh watch some movies or kind of uh, finally uh one of them actually quite a new one uh Tenet and Wonder Woman. Uh, not sure how much we should talk about those two movies now. Uh, well, we have kind of a big uh, 2020 in review segment planned for today uh, where we talk about the best things of 2020. And I'm sorry to say that neither Tenant and Wonder Woman are going to be on that list. Wonder Woman was a big disappointment for me. It's it's too long, too messy, not focused enough. I just I have no idea what happened there. I really enjoyed Wonder Woman first one. I don't know what happened here. And Tenet, the new movie by Christopher Nolan, it's a big spectacle. It looks gorgeous, but it I think it lacks heart and emotion. And I think that yeah. I mean, the, the action set pieces, they're great. But other than that, I found the movie lacking. Hmm. Yeah. What about you? Any Anything to say about Cobra Kai, Tenet, or Wonder Woman? Well, let, let, let me begin with Tenet. I tried to watch it. I have started to watch it. And I kind of... <laughs> Yeah, maybe because I'm not sitting in a movie theater, uh, but I kind of, I just couldn't continue it. I mean, I started, it looks great, but yeah, there is no heart. I agree completely. Maybe I should give it another chance. Maybe I'm missing something great here, but yeah, uh, looking into that. And um, uh, I've watched Wonder Woman and I actually, <laughs> I've watched it because you kind of mentioned before that Wonder Woman is not as great as the first. <laughs> and I thought, okay, uh, I, let's watch it. And I was really, really disappointed. But because it, you're right. I mean, it's not a, it's not a good movie. It, it looks good in parts, but even, even Diana herself, she kind of doesn't work um yeah um yeah it was a disappointment and uh speaking of Cobra Kai uh, I always wanted to watch it I didn't have half the time and now I wonder Greg could you just start with season three or do you need to see the other seasons you need to see the other seasons okay okay but so they're all on Netflix now okay yeah. <laughs> I, I I still want to do that so, I mean, uh, it's, you, it's you, definitely worth it, yeah. All right. I will do that. 
Yeah, what about you? Anything interesting for us to check out from your side? Yeah, I have something small to check out. Um, it's a game, uh, one that I won't be talking about in, in this episode uh, later. Uh, and that is the Trials of Mana remake. And the thing is, uh, Trials of Mana is actually the third, second Dinsetsu game. Um, a lot of people know this as uh, Secret of Mana or Secret of Mana 2. And uh, last year, the game was brought into the West in a original English translation because prior to that, the game was Japanese only. And I played it on the Super Nintendo with the help of a patch, a translation patch, an official and last year we got an official translation and also the name Trials of Mana. And this year we got a remake. And it's just the game Trials of Mana as we know it in 3D. But they managed to, to have the same style. They managed to nail it. Uh, they also did a couple of, I would say, comfort functions to make game more accessible but at its heart it's still a game from the 90s with all the uh, difficulty and everything and the grinding so um, it's certainly not one of the best games this year for me but it's it's a remake that is done right it nails everything the original have made great and just gets it into the, I would say, the early 2010s. <laughs> it's, it's not, it's not uh, uh, graphics that I would uh, say are 2020 graphics, but it, it looks good. It plays well. It's, it's a really great game. It might not be everyone's cup of tea, but if, if you're interested in these kind of games, check it out. Okay. Have you played one of these uh, Kendensetsu games? No, I haven't. Well, they're just uh, action RPGs. On the first glance, they look a, li a little bit like the uh, two-dimensional Zeldas, mm -hmm. but um, the uh, second Kendensetsu games are really RPGs where your characters level up and such. So uh, it's not a fair comparison. Well, anyway, let's go to our story of the week. So it's finally 2021 and I think we all agree 2020 was not the most awesome year ever. A <laughs> little bit of an understatement, but go on. <laughs> and uh, I know a lot of people who are actually glad that 2020 is over. <laughs> I know a few of them. Yeah. And... I mean, that's a good thing. Uh, I hope everything gets better this year. And I think there are a, a couple of things happening that go in the right direction. But, I mean, you and I, Greg, we thought that not everything was bad in 2020. And this is what we want to do today. Talk about the things that are actually great in 2020, that were great, that, that we enjoyed Sounds like a plan. <laughs> and there are those. Just <laughs> keep with us. 
<laughs> and Greg, I actually, I want to start with um, a subject that kind of was irking us uh, a couple of episodes. <laughs> and that is, we finally got a new generation of consoles. Yes, we did. Or at least I did. <laughs> yeah, well, just to explain that, I, uh, I think I have mentioned it before. I will wait until later this year to buy a PS5. And there are a couple of games I wait to buy until then. But I mean, the launch of the new generation of consoles, I think it was actually a really, really great launch. I mean... Of course, there were the, the sculpers and and uh, all, all that and uh, not enough consoles and stuff. But that always happens when a new generation launches. It's it's always the same thing. This is something that we need to expect right now. And and I mean, it happened again. But other than that, I think that the the actual release of these consoles was actually pretty cool. The consoles are great. They they have great technology behind them. They really set a new level of how games can be. And they have a, a great lineup, both uh, Xbox and PS5, both have great game lineup that, as I look back, not many console releases had such a great game lineup. I'm not sure how much I can comment on the whole lineup i just had my few games that i wanted to play that i'm playing right now and i'm quite happy <laughs> with those where i would definitely agree with you is once you have your new console be it a ps5 or an xbox series s yeah that's the or x x yeah <laughs> and uh, both. They're so it's so complicated there yeah uh once you have one of the new consoles they're awesome yeah, might be a rocky road until you get one. Honestly, I'm not sure how uh, how it is right now. I'm just really happy that I got my PS5 uh, before Christmas, and I'm enjoying it quite a lot. Uh, yeah, it's just it's so fast. I did not realize how much time I wasted waiting for games to load and my ps4 to boot and stuff like that now you just press a button and 30 seconds later you're in the middle of the game yeah and that's pretty cool so i'm really excited to see where this generation is going i'm pretty sure that games released further down the road are obviously gonna be better and use that technology even better just mm -hmm. like uh i mean those ps4 games that came out this year look yeah. gorgeous yeah. And those PS5 games now don't look that much better. They look better, but not that much. So I'm really excited where developers take uh, these games once they yeah, know what they can do with the PS5 <laughs> or Xbox Series X. Yeah, you're completely right. I mean, I had uh, the chance to test both consoles a little bit. And yeah, I mean, from a PC perspective, it's not that breathtaking because of consoles are kind of catching up but before it's anyone says yeah pc master race the truth is the consoles are the masters because they 
dictate how much technology games use because most uh, companies want to sell uh, the game to all platforms. And so a new generation in consoles not only means that the console gets better, but also PC games. So for all of us, it it will be a great time. Uh, it, there, there are great things coming. I'm really looking forward to that. Yeah, exciting times to be a gamer. Yeah, but we're still looking back to 2020. Let's stay with gaming a little bit. What are your favorite games this year? Because of the pandemic, I've actually played more video games this year than two years before, just because I had so much more time. So I actually played quite a few games. It's really difficult to say what my favorite game of 2020 was, because some of them I haven't really finished yet, because I'm still in the process of playing them, because they're really, really long. But if I had to just talk about a few games, I would definitely say that Ghost of Tsushima, the uh, samurai RPG from Sucker Punch was really, really cool. Uh, I really enjoyed Last of Us Part II. Uh, gaming experience like no other before because, yeah, it was just a gut-wrenching experience. And at least at this point, I don't want to play that game again. Not because I hated it, but because it was such a gut-wrenching experience. Yeah, on the other side, I really enjoyed games like Hades as well. Recently, just around Christmas for my PS5, I played Immortals Rise of Phoenix or Phoenix Rising, which is just a great RPG and honestly better than Assassin's Creed Valhalla. I mean, yeah, people joke that Rise of Phoenix is Breath of the Wild meets Assassin's Creed Valhalla. They're not wrong. But it's the good part of both of these games. So I really enjoyed that one. And yeah, obviously, Cyberpunk 2077. I think for me, it's a little bit too early to judge it. Because yeah, CD Projekt Red games, they need time (laughs) for me to experience them because they're so big. But so far, I really enjoy it. I think I prefer The Witcher 3 because I'm more of a third-person gamer. But uh, yeah, some of the side, especially some of the side missions uh, are just really cool in in Cyberpunk. What about you, Pat? Yeah, well, you gave a couple of great examples, (laughs) actually. I completely agree with Immortals Phoenix Rising. It's a game that has just a certain style that I like immensely. And yes, there are people out there who probably think that it's um, a Breath of the Wild ripoff, which I wouldn't say. The, the, I mean, I think I, I established in, in an earlier episode when we talked about the Generation 8 that um, Breath of the Wild is not the most original Zelda game. And Basically, all of the mechanics Breath of the Wild used uh, were used by other games prior to that. But the combination worked so well. And uh, I I assume a lot of people just got into that with Breath of the Wild. So this is what they know. So it's uh, 
I can see why they kind of compare Immortals Phoenix Rising with Breath of the Wild because it has everything that is good about Breath of the Wild in it. And as you said, the the fighting is more like in uh, Assassin's Creed. Plus, it doesn't have breakable weapons. Always a plus. <laughs> I haven't played uh, Valhalla yet. Uh, I just uh, didn't have time to get to it. I want to play that. So uh, it probably would be a 2021 20, game for me. Another game I want to mention is Final Fantasy VII Remake. And, well, for one, we were waiting quite a bit for that one. <laughs> uh, the, uh, I can't remember how long it was uh, when Square uh, announced that. And we were kind of wondering what it would be, how it would transport the, uh, the story of Final Fantasy VII to the new generation. And I played it. And uh, well, first of all, I was a bit disappointed that the game just has the first couple of hours of the original game in it. But what they did is fantastic, especially because it's it's actually not a remake. It's a complete new reimagining or however you want to say that. But what they did, changing so much and keeping the heart the same, I'm, I'm really looking forward to how the game will continue It's a game that really, really touched me in the right way. So uh, that was definitely a highlight for me. Another is a little smaller game, Ori and the Will of the Wisps. Uh, I was a huge fan of the first Ori game. And the new one changes a couple of things. But all in all, I think it improves on everything. Plus... It's also very, very touching, the whole story that they um, tell in this game. Uh, it uh, probably is a highlight for me as well. And b before I get to Cyberpunk 2077, I just want to mention Star Wars Squadrons because I really enjoy that one. But I think it works better as a VR title. I played it a couple of times, uh, two-dimensional, <laughs> and it's just not the same. But as a VR title, Star Wars Squadrons is fantastic. It's not as good as the original X-Wing, but uh, it's a fantastic game. And uh, something that, yeah, I'm really glad came this year. And then, of course, there is Cyberpunk 2077. I mean, I haven't finished it yet, of course. Uh, that's probably something that you will do first, Greg. <laughs> you were always the one who finishes games first. I completed the main story, yes. Oh, you, you completed... Oh, oh, okay, okay. I didn't actually... Um, and this is a, a bit of a problem I have with myself. Takemura is still waiting in the diner. <laughs> I'm so occupied with uh, side jobs and gigs... I uh, <laughs> I haven't I haven't done this main story yet. I mean, on, honestly, I would say that's actually an okay way to play that game. Yeah. I mean, for me, I would say play the main story until you meet Johnny Silverhand, mm -hmm. and then start exploring side missions. Yeah. Because I actually think that those side missions are better with him there. 
Yeah, it, it's a bit like um, I would say a typical Elder Scrolls game, uh, where the side missions or sub quests, side quests, or whatever you want to call them, are because they are shorter and self-contained. They are really, really great. I mean, Witcher Three had great side quests as well. There's, that's something they absolutely nail. That's that's actually one thing I really like about Cyberpunk that these side quests or these I think they're called side jobs. Yeah, side jobs. Side jobs. Gigs. There's more than one part of each of those stories as well. So you start with it starts with a car race, but then it turns into something else. Yeah. And I I really enjoy those. And you kind of start the mission and then you complete the first part. And it says, yeah, yeah, in a day, you're going to get another call from that same person for part two. And I really, I really enjoy that. I really enjoy that. Yeah. And each and every one of these side uh, jobs is well made. They always have little stories in them, interesting side characters and stuff. It's, it's really, really well done. This is probably my game of the year. Okay. I, I'm not sure yet. I'm not sure yet. <laughs> the first person, not the biggest fan of that, to be honest. Yeah, I understand that. There are a lot of people who actually think, nah, I, I don't want to play it because it's in first person. And there are those, at least on a PC, they're already on it, creating mods to make it third person. They, of course, look terrible, but <laughs> but it's something they do. So there, there is something that the people want. They want the game to be in, in third person. I don't know if we will ever get an official third person patch because the way the sequences are designed, they are clearly designed to be experienced in first person. So I, I don't think how feasible that idea is. But um, I confess I would love to play in third person. I don't know if it if I would prefer it, but uh, I would love to do it. Uh, just uh, some remarks about uh, the games you mentioned. I really enjoyed Final Fantasy or Seven Remake as well. I'm just curious how they're going to title the follow-up. 7B7. <laughs> because, as you said, I mean, kind of remake is a blatant lie. Yeah. It's, <laughs> it's a reimagining and I actually think they stopped at the right moment. Yeah, perfect moment. They stopped at the moment when you realized, ah, okay, these stories are really diverging now. Yeah. So I, I, I quite enjoyed that. Me too. Star Wars Squadrons, yeah, I'm not playing in VR. So I kind of fell off that. There mm. was, I mean, missions were cool, but yeah, it's just flying around and shooting stuff in the end. So yeah, maybe I have to revisit it at some point. Ori and the Will of the Wisps, you put it on the list, so I finally decided to give it a shot. But I decided to play uh, Blind Forest first. Good idea. So I'm I'm still in the middle of Blind Forest. I just completed the Ginzo Tree, which I have to admit is probably one of the coolest yeah levels of platforming I ever played. <laughs> I I really enjoyed uh, playing through the Ginzo Tree. So kind of, yeah, uh, yeah you, you start and then you get uh, the new move, the bash. Kind of where you can yeah shoot yourself with a projectile. 
And mm. yeah, it was or kind of the last part escaping and the water comes in. It's just a really cool sequence. So I, I quite <laughs> I'm quite enjoying Blind Forest. And once I finish that one, I will move on to Will of the Witch. So I'm really looking forward to that. I mean, that's that's a good idea to play the Blind Forest first because um, there's story segment, segments in, in The Will of the Wisps that kind of go back to uh, the Blind Forest. So that's a good idea to play that first. Well, um, and just to, to go back to Hades for uh, a second or two, I really enjoyed that game quite a lot, but now I'm just tired of the roguelike formula that it has it it but i mean it doesn't matter how how long or, or if you finish each game you have if you have fun play a game and if you don't have fun anymore just stop playing it don't force yourself to play through anything and i had a lot of fun up to that point several hours so i'm glad mm. yeah i completely agree I'm not saying that all games are supposed to be fun because, as I mentioned before, Last of Us 2, definitely not fun. <laughs> but yeah. uh, play them as long as you enjoy the experience. Yeah, yeah, and I mean, Last of Us 2 is a good point. Um, I see why you enjoy Last of Us 2 that much, but it's not my cup of tea. Um, I've tried it. Maybe I should have played it longer, but I didn't like anyone <laughs> in that game. So uh, um, I actually could not bring myself to continue playing because, yeah, I, I I looked at the first part again and I realized that I didn't like Joel all that much in that game. And it was Ellie who dragged me through the game <laughs> And I just don't like Ellie in the second game. I'm terribly sorry. Uh, I think that's the point. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> Probably. Yeah, I, I think that's the point. I think just as it was to some extent a point in the first game that Joel is not really a, that likable of a character. Yeah. Kind of, I think he grows on you. Uh, yeah, a, a little bit, yeah. And I, th I think what, what I liked about Last of Us 2, it did exactly the opposite. Mm. Uh, Ellie does not grow on you. <laughs> <laughs> not at all. And I can see that this can be the appeal of the game, but it did not work for me. So I stopped playing it and refunded it. So, um, but uh, you okay. refunded it actually? <laughs> yeah. Okay. That's okay. Yeah, I've, I've, I would have never done that. Yeah, <laughs> I know, but I thought I could use uh, the refund money to buy something else. <laughs> there were some gameplay sequences of that uh, of that game that were besides the the grim story and the yeah the, what they do with the characters. Those are actually really cool gameplay moments. But yeah, mm -hmm. maybe you did not get that far. How, how yeah, far maybe did you, I didn't get that far. How far did you play? I don't know how much I, I should spoil, but... I mean, it's one almost the, a year old, so it's fine. It's a, no, I played... Uh, uh, you, uh, I switched the character to... Uh, to what Abby? was her name? Abby? Yeah. Abby, yeah. And I did a little bit with uh, with her. And then 
I don't even remember what kind of missions she had. Uh, what was it? Something with looking for a, uh, medicine or something? Probably. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, now that's the point where I stopped. Okay. okay. And I, I liked Abby even, even less than <laughs> Ellie. <laughs> Maybe she grows on you later. Uh, I don't know. Um, but it, as I said, my problem was uh, I wasn't invested in the people. Mm -hmm. And I usually play for the story and for the characters. And even if the gameplay would have been really great, if the story and characters do not grip me, I usually stop playing okay. uh, yeah. a game because uh, this is not what, pre what, what gets me through the game. Yeah. I think I played it for the story against the characters. <laughs> no, as I said, I can see that yeah. it has a certain appeal and I'm just not one of them that the appeal yeah. works on. And uh, I'm glad a lot. I mean, it's it, it got great reviews and everything. Uh, and I'm glad that there are a lot of people who can enjoy that kind of, of game. And it's, it's, it's probably the same thing that I just don't enjoy a lot of more artistic movies be because maybe they go in, in a way that I'm not comfortable with. And uh, so that's, that's okay. That's totally okay. Looking at the list of movies you're t going to talk about. Yeah, I can see <laughs> that. I can see that. <laughs> yeah, but sh shall we shall we go to the movies? <laughs> that was my attempt at the segue. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, um, I mean, Greg, you mentioned it. I didn't watch all that much, all that many movies this year. So, go first, Greg. What movies did you see this year that that you really liked? Obviously, yeah, there weren't that many big movies this year, so it was yeah smaller movies that got a chance to shine basically this year so just uh recently around christmas disney released pixar's new movie soul and i really liked that one as well uh it's a kind of the first pixar movie with a black protagonist and just as uh, inside out kind of explores feelings uh soul explores yeah kind of life and death and yeah what a soul is so to speak and I, I just found it really interesting how pixar is able to talk about something so complex so difficult in a way that's very accessible and yeah i i think soul is one of those movies that's interesting for kids and for adults and what soul made me wonder is When is Pixar going to release an animated movie just for adults? <laughs> Because I actually think they could do something wonderful with the medium if they if they decided to tell a more mature story or kind of if they decide to tell a mature story in a mature way. Because I actually think that Soul is a very mature story. Don't want to spoil it too much. But yeah, Soul was probably one of my favorites this year. Uh, another one I really liked was uh, from way, way early in the year, uh, Palm Springs. I think I've talked about it on a podcast before. It's kind of like it's a Groundhog Day movie with a time loop. Uh, but yeah, with uh, in interesting twist. And 
yeah, I really enjoyed that one and a uh, perfect movie for a year uh, about the pandemic. Other than that, I mean, the big two movies, Wonder Woman and Tenet, I already told, we already talked about it. They were kind of a disappointment. Love and Monsters was actually a movie, uh, a kind of a little movie I enjoyed a while back. But other than that, I, I rewatched some older movies and there is a lot of fun there. And yeah, then again, Bill and Ted, probably the most important movie for 2020. I mean, it's, yeah, I think Bill and Ted faced music. Maybe that's the movie that, yeah, brings us forward into 2021 and into a better, more awesome world. I don't know. But yeah, it, there haven't been that many movies this year that I really, really enjoyed. Yeah. What about you? Well, as you said, um, there weren't that many movies and um, I've watched even fewer uh, I was hoping to watch Soul. Um, I wanted to see what they did with the the premise. Uh, I thought it's an interesting premise of life and death and uh, kind of going into a sort of spiritual way to talk about souls without actually using any of the known um, mythos. Uh, which I've, I think is interesting. I'm, I'm really looking forward to that one. I just didn't have time to do, watch it yet. Uh, Palm Springs is still on my list. Um, but, um, well, from the movies I've watched, I had a lot of fun with Enola Holmes. Um, as you know, I was looking forward to that. Uh, I have read some of the books and I really like what they did. Uh, it's it, It's a nice movie. It probably wouldn't be in the top 10 if there would be more movies released or if I would have the chance to go to the the movie theater. Because full disclaimer, this is one of the most important ways for me to watch movies, going to the movie theater, to the cinema. I like to go there and be able to concentrate on a movie, no family around, no other distractions. This is just my favorite way to watch a movie and this I, I missed that a lot um so what i watched was <laughs> sonic the hedgehog and <laughs> don't, don't don't throw anything at me <laughs> but i actually enjoyed that movie i'm i was expecting nothing and and i thought oh i had a lot of fun with that did you watch <laughs> i mean i agree with you on Enola Holmes. That one was ah, okay. that one was fun. I mean it was, it was it was a decent Netflix movie. Uh Sonic the Hedgehog, I mean that movie was better than it had any right to be. Yeah. <laughs> I'm I'm not saying that I love it and that it's the most awesome thing ever, but but again it's inoffensive and you can watch it and it does not hurt. Yeah. And that that is enough this year to make the list. <laughs> yeah, 2020 was a bad year. <laughs> yeah, no, positive, positive. It was a great year for Sonic the Hedgehog because <laughs> it couldn't. I mean, you always make the top 10 if there were less than 11 <laughs> movies. 
Um, but one thing I have to say is Sonic the Hedgehog is a lot of fun if you watch it with a nine-year-old boy and right next to you. Uh, we had really a lot of fun. But another movie that actually isn't a movie that, <laughs> or, or a real movie is Hamilton. I've watched Hamilton this year. Uh, after you had suggested it and we already talked about that in our musical episode and i think it works well as a movie um so i'm i enjoyed that quite a bit in fact i've i've watched it twice so um <laughs> yeah uh, i didn't have completely agree uh, with hamilton for me it's not a 2020 thing obviously yeah the movie came out this year but yeah, yeah the I think the more people watch Hamilton, the better. So I'm, I'm I'm really glad that you enjoyed it so much. Yeah, I did. And again, as I said in the musical episode, I'm usually not the the biggest fan of of rap or hip hop or what what kind of sort of uh, music that is. And um, yeah, I really enjoyed it quite a bit. And I didn't have a chance to watch Bill and Ted. I I had to decide whether I should watch Bill and Ted or Wonder Woman, and I chose poorly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's nothing else to say here. Yeah, you chose yeah. poorly. <laughs> Indeed. Talking about watching things, let's let's continue into the TV series, shall we? Yeah, just one thing about movies. Yeah. One thing that's really annoying, especially where we live, is that we don't really have access to proper streaming services with more niche movies. Maybe that's more an issue for me than it is for you. But there's so many movies that are just just not accessible here. And yet that that's why we I haven't seen that many. Because, yeah, movie theaters were closed or I decided not to go. And, well... Here you have to trick around to get Disney Plus, which is really annoying. Mm. So uh, that's one reason why I've probably missed many, many really cool smaller movies this year. Yeah. Yes. But yeah, let's move on. Yeah, because it's the same thing with TV series. All the streaming is kind of hard here. Um, but anyway, um, I didn't... Uh, experience a lot of new stuff, but do you had quite a, a few TV series that you discovered this year? Some of them you've talked about in previous episodes. Mm -hmm. what, what are your highlights? There's a lot of TV or serial or episodic uh, storytelling that I enjoyed this year. Obviously, Mandalorian, pretty cool. Two shows I really enjoyed this year were from Apple TV+. Plus. Uh, Mythic Quest, Raven's Banquet, the yeah, the comedy show is set in the computer game world. I really liked that one. They did an excellent uh, pandemic special that was uh, kind of uh, worth checking out. But I really enjoyed Ted Lasso, the show about the American football coach who comes to uh, England to coach a proper football team. And yeah, this show was so much better than the premise and that it had any right to be. It's based on a comedy skit for NBC promoting uh, yeah, football in America. So it's 
it had no right to be this good. But yeah, Ted Lasso, uh, really good. And then I really enjoyed The Boys on Amazon season two, uh, which was obviously a grim version of superheroes. But yeah, this is basically all the superheroes we got this year. So <laughs> yeah, I think those were probably yeah my, my favorites this or my, my favorites in 2020 what about you okay an interesting bunch um i i actually wanted to get back into doctor who this year i wanted to watch the uh, christmas special or actually it was a new year's special this year i haven't had time to that because i i stopped watching doctor who in the middle of the um Capaldi season or uh, seasons um just to have some catching up to do but i'm i'm interesting i mean i'm really interested to see uh what the current doctor is about but the one thing i managed to <laughs> to watch this year uh that isn't something um old uh i've been re-watching a couple of things from the last couple of years but the only uh, really new thing is the mandalorian and i i didn't get to the current season so this is cheating <laughs> but i finally i finally managed to watch mandalorian and it's it's awesome it it's i mean i i, I always want to say that the star wars universe is big enough for a lot of great stories without any skywalkers in it and this is what the mandalorian does and it does it so well uh i'm, I'm really looking forward to to watch the next episode uh i'm starting with season two uh with the next episode so uh, I'm, I'm kind of 2020 <laughs> yeah i'm i i completely agree and Season two has some really great episodes in store. And the child, he's just so so adorable. He's so adorable. <laughs> he truly is. He's so adorable. <laughs> he's so well made. It's it's really he's splendidly made in a way that you immediately connect to him. And yes, it's you just want to protect this. <laughs> What what I really like is kind of the way they do the show is with this new technology that uses the Unreal Engine to create digital backgrounds. And mm. I mean, every week it just looks like a movie. Yeah. Yeah. It looks, it looks awesome. Yeah. It's just breathtaking what they're able to do on a probably high, but still on a TV budget. Mm. And I, I really like the fact that it's, Basically, I mean, it's obviously a little bit serialized, but it's story of the week. It's like Knight Rider or A-Team every week, <laughs> another planet, another problem. And yeah, I really like that. I really like that. Yeah, and I, I found it interesting. I, I started to watch the first episode. I had just previously listened to your podcast uh, about Klaus Kinski and Werner Herzog. And... <laughs> There he is, Werner Herzog, as the client. And I was, wow. <laughs> he he has the best German accent ever. <laughs> yeah. If if someone says to me, oh, you have an accent like Werner Herzog, I'm so happy. <laughs> so happy. <laughs> but no, um, the thing is, I mean, John, John Vavreau is, is a huge fan of the Unreal Engine. <laughs> we know that since Lion King. And... <laughs> And he does so great 
as something great with the Mandalorian, how it looks, the set, how his uh, spaceship looks. And I forgive him for Lion King. I'm not there yet, but getting there, <laughs> getting there, getting there. I actually am interested in that Mythic Quest thingy. Um, I don't have Apple TV, so I'm, uh, I have to look how I watch this, but, um, yeah, I'm, uh, I'm quite interested in that as I am with the boys. I didn't have a chance. Yeah. It's, it's, uh, by the creators of it's always sunny in Philadelphia, or at least some of them. And, uh, yeah, I mean, not every joke lands and not every episode is, is truly great, but, they managed to do some really cool things. And I, I would say there's two or three episodes that are really good. And the pandemic special is, is really great. So it's definitely worth checking out, I think. I would just do that. Yeah, that's for the TV. How about some reading? Did you read something current, something 2020? I read a lot of books for work and some yeah, either some classics or some young adult fiction that yeah, I need for my students. Uh, one thing I reread this year, and it's actually, st- or last year, it's still an ongoing project in a way. It's Sandman by Neil Gaiman. And inspired by the radio play that came out last year, I decided to revisit the comic books as well. And they're just great. The writing is cool. The artwork is really really good and yeah it's just an interesting story that gets better and better and better and more mature and more interesting kind of the further away from yeah from dc comics it gets i mean it's it's pretty close in the beginning kind of you see some some familiar characters but uh, when he really goes all in into the world he's creating uh sandman is really really good Mm -hmm. Mm mm-hmm Yeah, I've been revisiting Sandman uh, by um, listening to the audio drama you recommended a couple of episodes ago. And it's really awesome. And uh, I plan to reread Sandman as well uh, once I'm I'm through with that. Uh, As you said, I mean, it's just a great story. It has great characters and plus the artwork is phenomenal. So, yeah, that's really something that... Other than that, I reread older books this year. I still have uh, Ready Player Two on my list that I want to read. You already did that, didn't you? Yeah, but it's not something I need to mention when it comes to the best of 2020. <laughs> ah, okay. <laughs> now I'm really interested. <laughs> yeah, I think I said it on a podcast where it's fine. Yeah, that's, that's, I think I remember these were your words. <laughs> well, I'm still, I'm looking forward to it. I really wonder what they're going to do because, yeah, it kind of was a completed story. Uh, and I'm okay with that. Yeah. But still looking forward to that. Other than that, I just reread a couple of older comics, older books, nothing from this year or nothing from 2020. So nothing I could recommend. I have some things on Comixology that I'm I'm having a look at, but yeah, I mean, I'm probably going to do a, a little unplugged with some comic recommendations, but I mean, nothing that really stood out last year for me. Okay, cool. Really looking forward to that one. Well then, 
Do you have anything else in 2020 that you think this is something that is great about that last year? We talked about media or kind of books, comics, TV shows, games or whatever that we enjoyed. But I mean, there were other random things that were quite interesting in 2020 as well. Kind of from a personal point of view, I learned how to bake bread. Pretty cool. That's not uh, bad. <laughs> I really like to see how solidarity became a bigger thing, at, le at least during the first lockdown, that people started to help each other. And even though they had to be physically apart, brought them closer together. So that was definitely something from 2020 that was okay. <laughs> I really liked uh, or looking forward to Apple Silicon, what they're doing with that. It seems to me kind of uh, they just released their first product. Apple just released the first products with it. So, yeah, that looks interesting. I'm looking forward to getting a new iMac with an Apple Silicon chip. Yeah, but other than that, I mean, this podcast has definitely been something cool. Kind of <laughs> oh, yeah. uh, coming out of necessity that we needed to find uh, an outlet, <laughs> needed to find something for our lack of conversation that we were missing because we couldn't go to the movie theater. And yeah, we're 21 episodes in. And I would consider this a success. Yeah. Other than that, I mean, it just, just came to me. I think I haven't played as much D&D &D ever than in 2020. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I think we, I think on average, we probably played more than once or twice a month, I would say. Most of the time, yes. yeah. Most months we played twice, I think. Yeah. So that's, that's pretty or cool. Or at least once. So yeah. Mm -hmm. If you want to look back and that's something good that came all of this crap. But yeah, mm. what about you? Yeah, well, first, I totally agree with you when you say if you look back, you see a lot of people helping each other, especially those that, um, I mean, mo mo elderly or the otherwise uh, a little bit challenged people that didn't have the all the options that others have, helping each other. There's some really, really great stories that happen with just with ordinary people. Some of these stories are really uh, bring a tear to my eye because they're wonderful, not because I'm sad, because it's wonderful what people did for each other. So this is really something that I think 2020 did more than many other things and many other years before. And I mean, there are certainly things like there are those people who say that nature kind of is glad that mankind is locked. <laughs> there are a lot of, of, of really small things happened that probably wouldn't be noticed in any other year. And that's great. I mean, sometimes small things are just as important as the big things that happened And yeah, I, I really love that we did this with the podcast. I mean, it, it's, it was something we were talking about for a while before we started. And we kind of thought about like doing a podcast would, could be fun. Uh, and I don't know, maybe, maybe 2020 and the whole lockdown thing helped a lot to push us to do this. And that's definitely a great thing. I know there are a lot of other new podcasts that happened this year. And uh, I think a lot of people had the same idea. 
It's just wonderful. But they did not get to episode 21, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, a lot of them didn't. <laughs> yes. Uh, well, we have a couple of people obviously listening to our podcast, and I'm, I'm really happy. Uh, thank you a lot that you have stayed with us this year, uh, despite the, the whole lot of other podcasts that are there. I think we're doing a, a cool little thing and we do something that uh, maybe is not something that all the other podcasts do. Uh, so uh, we have our own style. I think this is really, really cool. Yeah, I, I'm really enjoying this as well. Yeah. And yeah, yeah, obviously, thanks from me to all our listeners as well. Well then, uh, is there something you want to add, Greg? Uh, I think we can end, end it here. I mean, we still have a year ahead, so lots yeah. of new topics to talk about. We don't need to talk about everything in the first episode <laughs> of the new year. Yeah, we have a whole new year ahead of us. And I hope everyone has a good year, a uh, happy 2021, and all the best to all of you. All the best, yes. Well then, this is it for this week. Please like, share and subscribe to our podcast. We're on all major podcasting services and on www.passionofthegeeks.com. And you can send questions and suggestions to passionofthegeeks at gmail.com. And you can find us on Twitter at passionotgeeks. Well, Greg, it was nice talking to you again. Yes, as always. Let's enjoy the new year. Yes, let's do that. Hear from you soon, Greg. Yeah, hear from you soon. Take yeah. care. Take care. Live the journey. For every destination is but a doorway to another. Another.